1: of Decluttering Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Kirsty Ferruja from Feels Like Home Professional Organisers,
2: And I'm Amy Ravel from Simply Organised. We can't wait to share with you all our tips and tricks to help you declutter and keep your home and family organised.
1: If you'd like to engage with the podcast further, you can find us at The Art of Decluttering on Facebook. Let's get started. We had such a great response to our Christmas podcast last year that we decided to replay the Christmas series again this year. The great thing about re-listening to an episode
2: like 12 months later
1: is that you'll take away different tips and you'll learn things you don't even remember hearing 12 months ago. So as you prepare for this season, we hope it's one of peace, love, feeling organised and being inspired to declutter. Enjoy! Today we'll be talking about decluttering and organising your Christmas schedule. Wow! How is it Christmas already? It's not Christmas, let it be known, it's only November, but we know that so many of you are already getting into the Christmas spirit, and so we wanted to get in here and um, help you um, all things Christmas over the next couple of weeks.
2: So many of my friends, Kirst, have already started putting up their Christmas trees. Are you
1: one of those pre-Christmas Christmas christmas treeers? No, we are not, although when does Christmas actually start? I, well, look, traditionally
2: know... the 1st of December is when yes. you're meant to put your tree up.
1: I know, and we do that, but we actually are very flexible around that. We do it whenever it's um, the closest weekend that suits our schedule. So, and as Emily always has her dance concert on that first weekend of December... We um, are not hard and fast rules about the first of December. We do it on the weekend closest, and Emily's concerts are always on that first weekend in December. So, yeah, I am not sure when we're going to do it this year. Exciting! Maybe you can, um, like Facebook
2: Live the putting up of your Christmas tree this year for us.
1: Maybe I could, although I think if my bah humbug husband. <laughs> might actually poo-poo the whole idea of a Christmas tree this year because we are actually going away on the 4th of December. Oh, of course! (laughs) You are not putting up a Christmas tree. That's ridiculous. Well, but we might because my parents are coming, actually coming on the cruise with us, and then they're actually staying in Christmas, staying in Sydney for Christmas as well. So um, we're going to be celebrating with my parents for the first time ever that it's just... My little family and my parents instead of my parents and all of my huge family because there's actually 26 of us in my family, in my extended family. So it will be a very quiet Christmas this year. So the 14th you get back? Yeah, we get back on the 14th. Okay, so that's totally legit.
2: I was picturing like you're not even going to be at home for Christmas and that's why I was going, no,
1: don't put up a Christmas tree just to... Oh no, if we weren't going to be at Christmas, if we're not here at Christmas, then we wouldn't well, saying that, even when we come to Melbourne for Christmas, we still put it up and then we take it down when we get home from yeah. um, Melbourne in January. Right. But it's just whether or not we put it up this weekend, which seems a bit early for my family who are quite like... Uh, Oliver's walking around the stores. He must have heard me a little bit too much because um, I'm really passionate, quite passionate about... <laughs> December being Christmas, and okay, I can handle it halfway through November, but we saw so many decorations up before Halloween. Before Ollie, Halloween? Yeah, Ollie was walking around the stores going, Mom, what are they doing? It hasn't even been Halloween. What are they thinking? That's a little opportunistic of the retail stores, isn't it? I think I saw some Christmas stuff in Woolies or Coles in September. That's ridiculous. Yeah, so I can tell by your tone (laughs) that you two are a December Christmas person. Do you know
2: what? I've always been a bit of a Grinch around Christmas. Um, I never really liked Christmas growing up. wasn't, you know, like, I don't know, I just didn't really like it. And I took that attitude into our marriage. But it really has only been the last couple of years. One of my girlfriends, Jackie, has turned me from being the Christmas Grinch into a happy little elf. Now we even do traditions like the um, I don't, the Elf on the Shelf and we do Christmas carols and all of those kind of things. But I do think December is the time for that. I'm not a November put your tree up kind of family. But if that's you and that brings your family joy, totally go for it.
1: Yeah, I think I, I have always enjoyed Christmas. I probably haven't, to be honest, I probably haven't enjoyed Christmas as much since being married. Maybe that has something to do with my a little bit of a Grinch husband. Um but also haven't enjoyed Christmas as much since becoming a parent. I think that's you know, everybody goes, Oh, it's so wonderful being a parent. You get to relive Christmas through your children's eyes. I'm like, No, because all the intentions are there.
2: That is hilarious, Kirstie. That's the funniest thing I've heard in a long time.
1: So, uh, yeah, but I am trying to be very intentional and thoughtful and engaged in Christmas because, you know, particularly for you and I, it is a really significant time of year for our faith as well. Correct. <laughs> Which kind of like makes it funny that we're both a bit bar humbugs. <laughs>
2: <laughs> once I'm in it, I'm in it. I just don't necessarily have that joyful anticipation. But once we like last year, my poor son, none of us could be bothered setting up the Christmas tree. And like halfway through December, he set it up all by himself and he spent a whole afternoon and he did a brilliant job. But I kind of felt like, Oh, the poor kid is gonna have this memory of that year. Nobody helped him set up the Christmas tree.
1: So <laughs> this year I commit to making a more of an effort. I have got some really great friends who are absolutely uh, you know, rocking the elf in October. And then yep. people more in our persuasion who uh get their elf on. On the 15th of December.
2: At the right time of year. (laughs) So what we wanted to talk about today was not only that Christmas is coming, but that November is an awesome time to be thinking about what your December is going to look like. It's not just the time of year when you take that big (gasps) breath before you rush through the Christmas chaos. November is actually the time to think what do I want my December to look like do I want it to be chaotic do I want to have a really social month do I want to have a quiet month do I want to do my shopping at the end of December at the start of December and just planning out some of those really core things that you know we have around Christmas what memories do you want to make what traditions do you have so tell me Kirst
1: about how that works for your family. So we, as I said, we put up the Christmas tree around that first weekend in December. That's usually a tradition. And then we love making shortbreads over the Christmas season too. And we are not allowed to make shortbreads at any other time of the year. Apparently it's only a Christmas thing according to Simon. So we make lots of um, shortbreads over Christmas and that's really fun for the kids to help me with. So that's another tradition that we have. When we're in Melbourne, we come and see the Christmas, the Maya windows. Um, Beautiful. And when we're in Melbourne, we also go and do lights um, (laughs) on the Ivanhoe Boulevard. (laughs) Um, Oh, that's crazy. Yes. And then In Sydney, we will often um, take the kids out to do Christmas lights too and stay up late one night and go and see them. Um, Yeah, so I'm just trying to think of any other. Uh, We have a few advent calendars around our home um, and they're – just pointing us to the reason for the season for our family because that's important to our family. So we'll often um, read the Bible stories to the kids and yeah, just get them to be thinking about, for our family, what the reason for the season is. I love
2: it. I love it. And for those who are wondering, the reason for the season is not the sales that come on Boxing Day. I'm pretty sure she's talking about Jesus.
1: (laughs) What about you, Amy? What are your some of your traditions in your family?
2: One thing that we really love in our family is having an intentionally slow December. And we've always done this since we had kids, and that is that we don't tend to go to all of that. We don't go to like the Maya windows in the middle of like the week before Christmas. We don't go to every work party that we're invited to. We really try and take it slow and just make it a month that we enjoy. I think because for us, you get to December and you've had like a year of crazy. So it's kind of our quiet period. So we do a few things as a family, and I suppose it's our draw-together time. Um, One of the things we always do, the kids and I make gingerbread houses, which has become more of a comic act than a connoisseur act lately because they keep collapsing. The Melbourne heat in December means that no matter how
1: good I do that, you know, the special icing that's meant to go like rock hard. No, I don't because I hate gingerbread. So I never have oh. ever done a gingerbread house. And I do not, I no, sorry. I was going to say I do not get the attraction, but I totally get the attraction for other people. But it is not at all attractive for me. In fact, it makes me wince because all I can think about oh. is gingerbread houses collapsing.
2: Yes, which is why we love it. <laughs> Like we actually have so much fun. So we all like gingerbread, right? So we do the baking, but the decorating is the part that we love because it's kind of that one opportunity a year. We go to the shops together with the kids, and they're allowed to just pick whatever lollies they want to use to decorate, which inevitably is always way more than they need. And then we have friends over from school. We make these houses And they collapse and there's icing everywhere and people are licking their hands. Like it's disgusting and totally awesome all at once. (laughs) That's
1: awesome. And so there's
2: lollies everywhere. Um, And then we've got all these gingerbread houses that, of course, need eating and so it's their opportunity to just go on a crazy sugar high. So that is one of the ones that we do. It started out, we made the first year the most beautiful gingerbread houses. Like they were picturesque. And now, you know, we just go with whatever ends up on the plate. One of the other, in fact, I'm starting to realise that our Christmas traditions focus around sugar. (laughs) Because one of the other things that we do as a family is we do a day in the city every Christmas. So, sometime in December on a Saturday um, for the whole day, we'll drive in or catch the train into the city. And we have like all these traditions that we do while we're in there. And one of them is there's this beautiful lolly shop just off Flinders Street. And they sell like these hard-boiled lollies and you can watch them being made. The kids just love it. So every year we go in there, everybody gets to pick one thing or a bag of something that they want. And then we nibble on those as we walk around the city. And we um, we don't line up for the Maya windows. We just look through the gaps because it can take an hour to line up. <laughs> so we just look through the little gaps and have a look at that. And then we go and have a look at the Enchanted Forest and we go out for lunch and we just go, We oh, the other thing we do, this is actually my favourite bit of it, <laughs> is there's a board game shop on Block Arcade in the city in Melbourne. And so every year our tradition is we go in there as a family, we love playing board games, and we buy a family game, a new one every year. And so that's probably the highlight of the day because, you know, the Maya windows are whatever they are, but having the game, then we get to go home and play it. Um, And we love it. Like that's just part of the fun. And we go down to South Bank. We have a gelati to end the day. And it's just a really beautiful day as a family. So that's probably our biggest Christmas tradition. And it's, you know, rotates just around spending time together, eating, hanging out in the city. And we love it.
1: I just, you just reminded me of my other thing that we do (laughs) is that we sit down and watch the Christmas carols on Christmas Eve together. Oh, nice. Minus Simon. (laughs) He won't do it. Is there a theme <laughs> happening here? <laughs> no, no, I can't, I can't hear any yeah. anything. <laughs> no, Simon will watch it under duress and he'll watch it while we're waiting for the kids to calm down and go to sleep so that something else can happen, which we probably shouldn't mention on this podcast just in no. case little people are listening with their parents. Correct. So, But that's what we
2: tend to do while we watch the carols. We do the same thing and it's usually um, assembling something.
1: Yeah, we had to wait. We were down in Melbourne, I think it was last year. We were down in Melbourne and we usually stay in an apartment in Melbourne um, while we're down there. And we, Simon went to sleep and I had to wait up until a ridiculous time because Oliver never went to sleep. Oh, no. And I think it was literally maybe 12 o'clock before he went to sleep. And because we were in a little apartment... I couldn't do what needed to be done.
2: <laughs> no, you have to wait till they're sound asleep children. Do you know what our kids discovered a couple of years ago all on their own? They came out on Christmas Eve because I remember as a kid, I would always find it so hard to get to sleep because I really desperately wanted to stay awake so I could catch Santa in the act. But my kids said to me the, a couple of years ago, mum, we've worked it out. The quicker we go to sleep, the quicker it's Christmas morning. i was like, oh, my gosh, you kids are genius that is that's exactly right so they'll quite often be dead asleep by 7:30 christmas eve which i understand is so abnormal and they're not asleep that time any other day of the year but they've kind of come up with this theory we'll make it come quicker by sleeping the hours away more from us in just a few minutes Don't forget to visit our website, theartofdecluttering.com.au and sign up for our bonus episode that is not so secret anymore.
1: We've done episodes on linen cupboards, sentimental items, media, baby supplies, donations, weddings and so many more.
2: So if you're new to The Art of Decluttering, you'll find loads of great tips like this one from the episode we did on crafts and hobbies. What I'm saying is the kind of supplies we used to make jewellery back then is completely different to the type of jewellery people wear now. Yes. And so you can still have the same hobby, but. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes.
0: Nice dress. Uh, it's a, it's a t-shirt.
2: Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health The products that you use could completely evolve over time.
1: Yes, and so that's why it's really good to ask, is this still me? Uh, and, and equally so, is this still a passion of mine? Like, am I still passionate about this hobby? And now back to the podcast for so many more tips and tricks. Why don't we talk about how it is that you can create a vision for your December Yeah,
2: I think that's really important and something that we've been doing for the last couple of years, and that is stopping about now, mid-November, and going, what do we want our December to look like? Do we want it to be busy? Do we want it to be relatively quiet? Do we want it to be social? Do we want it to be um, something that we do as family things? Do we want to go out as a couple? And we just plan in advance and decide what that's going to be because then when you have invitations come through or opportunities come through, instead of feeling like you're saying yes or no based on the quality of an event or the closeness of a friend, you actually can make your decisions based on the vision that you have for your December. And I find that so freeing. Um, Last year we had a really quiet December and this year it's looking like we're actually going to do a few more social things. We talked about it last weekend and my hubby said, yeah, I think I'm ready for a bit more of a social December. So already we've got some social events booked in and I think that'll be a really nice way to finish um, a year that
1: has been on occasion quite stressful. Yeah, and beautiful. It's been a beautiful br- year. Have you a heard brutal- that term before? I have not, but uh, I love it. Yes, I love it.
2: And Kirst, scheduling for your December,
1: how do you keep it decluttered and simple? We do the same as you. We are really intentional about, Putting our essential things in. So we know that Emily has a dance concert on the first Saturday of December. And so we know that we can't book anything in for that day. And then we think about everything else that we want to do. Like, so when do we want to do the christmas lights when do we Mm. want to do the short cake the short breads when do we want to catch up with certain friends and is there certain friends that is a must in december or can anything wait until january because i think sometimes we get so caught up in this whole we've got to catch up with people before christmas and everything's before christmas can i finish my house before christmas can i move house before christmas
2: can i get a new job before christmas can i lose the weight before christmas yeah (laughs) just calm down christmas
1: is will come and go the same as any other day of the year yeah and we all take not all of us but you know generally people have more holidays over december january so why not put some things into january exactly so we um have got a really close circle of friends in our school mums and so that is a must do like even Simon's also, like even says <laughs> when are we catching up with the school mums? That is awesome. the one thing that we need to do this christmas like and and for the last couple of christmases that's that is the one thing, and everything else revolves around that so we yeah we put in everything that we must do and yep. then decide on a case-by-case basis whether or not we're going to say yes to other things. Mm. So we've been invited to a few other things and Simon's work puts on a kid's Christmas party. Oh, cool. But we're not precious about saying yes or no to things. Like, we are... Precious about guarding our time and making sure that we don't end up at Christmas exhausted because we're, as Mm -hmm. you said, we're already exhausted from the year. The kids are already, you know, we're five weeks out from finishing school and the kids are already over everything. Yeah. My kids are melting down. Are your kids melting down already, Amy? (laughs) Uh, They're not too bad, but I can see it coming in the not too distant (laughs) uh, horizon, <laughs> yes, so we're really um we try we try really hard to be intentional and thoughtful about what we say yes and no to yeah. um and I think that you know you and I have spoken about this before and we we've spoken about this in our course that we run um the power of saying no. Um, Um, and so I think it's really, um, something that we can all learn to do better is to actually learn to say no and be okay with that. Like, yeah, people are going to be offended or hurt or disappointed that we don't get to spend time with them, but we've got to guard what's important to us. And And I think what you're talking about around Christmas curse is the power of no
2: can actually be really diverse in Christmas. It can be no to time. It can be no to excess. It can be no to extra food. It can be no to drinking. It can be no to presents. It can be no to obligation. Like I just think it's about giving yourself permission, isn't it, and saying I am the the person that gets to make the decisions for my December with my family. And then, you know, taking into account how other people would feel and think. But you are the ultimate one that gets to decide.
1: Yeah, and it is that creating your own vision. Mm -hmm. And if your vision is to go hell for leather, awesome. Go for it. Yeah, if that's what you love about Christmas, if you love fitting in something on Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday, during the day, Saturday night, Sunday brunch, Sunday lunch, Sunday dinner, go for it. Like that's awesome and more props to you. That's so
0: cool yeah, for think you. think of us
1: while you're doing that because yeah. we can't. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if you are somebody who struggles, you know, if you're like me and you're a people pleaser and you just want to say yes to everything, recognise that and go, actually, that is who I am. <laughs> But do I need to be living in that? Is that the best choice for me? Is that the healthiest choice for me and my family to be saying yes to everything, especially if you are like me and you have a husband who's an introvert and whose natural response is no. (laughs) Like, I love those people, but no, I can't fit anything more into my weekend. Yeah, no, (laughs) I love it.
2: And I think, you know, we're talking, it's obviously a podcast about decluttering, but when you're talking about the no's, the no's are you decluttering your schedule, decluttering your stress, decluttering your overwhelm. And so give yourself permission and then enjoy it, own it.
1: Yeah. And so again, if if Christmas season to you is all about hospitality and having people into your home, do it. If it is all about hospitality and seeing other people, then, you know, think about other ways you can do that. And we are going to talk more about that in another episode, so I'll just leave it at that.
2: <laughs> yeah, Kirst, can you tell, us, tell our listeners what we'll be talking about next week in our Christmas series?
1: Yeah, next week we are going to be talking about decluttering your decorations.
2: woo This is a massive one. I love decluttering Christmas decorations with people.
1: Totally love it. So we're going to have some fun. And then we are also going to be talking about Christmas gifts and how to have a minimalist or decluttered Christmas gifts and Christmas wrapping will be another one. And then another one will be Christmas functions and how you can have a decluttered Christmas function.
2: Oh, I love that, Kess. I'm so excited about our Christmas series. I know that our listeners and friends are going to enjoy it too. So maybe we should finish up this week, and then they can have a week to uh, remember and think and plan their December before we come back with some awesome ideas next week.
1: Yay! I'm um, so I am really excited about this season. Um, I am being going to be very intentional and bring joy and receive joy in this season. Um, so I will. Um, no doubt next year I won't be such a Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> we'll work on it. Yeah.
2: Have a great week, guys, and we'll speak to you next week. See ya. Thanks for joining us. If you've learned something awesome today, do a friend a favour and share this episode so they too can learn the art of decluttering. You can find me, Amy, over at simplyorganised.net or on Facebook as Simply Organized PO.
1: You can find me, Kirsty, over at feelslikehome.net.au or on Facebook as Feels Like Home PO. Don't forget, you can see the show notes in your podcast app or over at our website, au. So if there's anything you want more info on, check it out there. If you love what you hear, we'd really appreciate you leaving a review on iTunes. We hope you've
2: enjoyed listening and that you've learned some tips to help you declutter and keep your home organised.
1: If you'd like to join our supporter community, you can do so over at patreon.com forward slash decluttering.
2: We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom.